Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. So, uh, uh, I normally, obviously, I'm next door on Wednesday nights. Uh, I think this is only the second time in... 20 years, almost, maybe third time, uh, that you've ever seen my bright and shining face on a Wednesday night uh, like this. But um, next door in the youth, uh, we've been doing a series, and I'll just write up front, the singles, younger singles, 25 and under, they've already heard some of this, but felt uh, impressed we need to to get into this as a congregation. But uh, next door, we have an ongoing series that we started in August of last year. And it's our Rebel Resist series, and not that we're, well, the name of the youth group is Rage, and oh boy, you're definitely wanting them to be angry teenagers, no. Rage means a real authentic God experience, that's what it's an acronym, that's what it stands for. And uh, this particular Rebel Resist series that we've been doing, I really thought it was going to be just a one night, uh, one quick message, and we would move on. Well, it's turned into an ongoing series we have next door, and we've covered a lot of topics. And uh, Rebel Resist, we've got two key scriptures for this, Rebel is 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. And so we're wanting uh, to, to begin to emphasize to them uh, the importance of pushing back against a world system that is set against them. And so you want to uh, fight the good fight of faith, you want to rebel, and the ultimate goal is to lay hold on eternal life. And you know me, I talk about this often, uh, that is the most important thing we can do is to make sure that we make our election sure, that we uh, fulfill God's plan for our life, we position ourselves for eternity. The life that Mark was talking about, that's going to, the ride we're hitching with our father is going to go on forever. You know, we have a beginning, but we'll never know an end. And I want to make sure that my ending or my ending, my never know the eternity I'm going to experience is I'm going to experience it with the father in heaven, but also in the place that God has for me. So we want them to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life and all the aspects of eternal life that God has for them. And then our scripture for resist is James 4, 7. Simply submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We tell them every week, you can't resist one thing until you submit first to God. But if you submit to God in that act of submission, when you resist the devil, you have to do the resisting. He doesn't do it for you, but you resist him. We have God's word on it that the enemy will flee from us. And so uh, we've been talking about, like I said, different topics and, and different issues about this. And we have one more uh, key theme to this series, and it's the, 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 uh, the idea of two kingdoms. And that everything in life, in this life, has its basis in one or two kingdoms. All the divisions that are out there, nationalities and race and all of these things that exist really aren't important things. They don't mean anything. They're not even mentioned in the Bible. They're not things that matter to God. There are two spiritual families, the family of light and the family of dark. The, The family of God and the family of the God of this world, Satan. The Bible calls him the God of this world. And so you have two spiritual families and everything that's happening in this life is, is coming from one of these two places, either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. And we've got to learn to recognize in every situation, no matter what's going on, where is this coming from? Because, you know, the Bible talks about the enemy that he, he, he uh, I forget the wording is, he, he positions himself or makes himself like an angel of light. He's very good at looking like one thing, but in fact, it's got a totally different spirit behind it, totally different plan behind it. So you've got to learn to recognize where are these things coming from so you can submit to the right thing. Because you can't always tell on the surface. Because sometimes things that don't look good are God, and sometimes things that look good are, are not God, Right? 
And so we want to make sure that they're, they're, they're aware of this, no matter what it is, two kingdoms, everything. And the scripture we use for this, so you can put it up, is John 10.10, 10, the thief comes not or does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy, meaning there's no other reason. Everything that comes out of that kingdom, no matter how it's packaged, no matter what it looks like, the end result, it's not an if or a maybe, the end result is always stealing, killing, and destroying. He doesn't come except to steal, kill, and destroy. And so you've got to recognize that just because it looks good, maybe it looks good on somebody else, the end result is always stealing, killing, and destroying. But Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And it's there, and you can even say without doing it any injustice, you could throw in the word except there. I, uh, the, the second part of the verse, Matthew, you got that? Yeah. But I have come except that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That is the only purpose of Jesus, why he came, what God's plan for us is to bless us, impart life. And sometimes it can look like it, go, it doesn't look good or it doesn't feel good, but the end result, if it's di- directed by the Lord, is always life and life more abundantly. And so it comes down to a decision we make in our everyday lives of how to respond to things is what we're going to have. As he sets this before us, God gives us his word. Thank God for his word that we have instruction and wisdom on what to do. Um, but we need to be wise. We need to understand various things. So we've talked about a lot of different topics. And uh, several weeks back, I initially started this with the, the young singles group. Amy and I meet with them, 25 and below. We meet with them once a month or once every two months. Uh, if you ever see them leave, that's generally where they're going. And so we met with them, and, and I talked with them about this topic uh, for a week. And then I Okay, I need to do this with the teenagers next door. So the next week I started with them and it turned into about four different sessions over a period of five or six weeks. We had four sessions on it. And um, so like I said, I felt impressed that we needed to get into this tonight. And this is going to be super practical uh, teaching for us and I believe it will be helpful for us. Uh, This is something that for parents, uh, please parents, I hope you're listening. Grandparents, I hope you're listening. Just because you're not mom or dad, if you're a grandparent, you still have so much influence and so much wisdom in your life and what God, what you, the impact you can have on your grandchildren is huge. And so I'm talking to you as well, but really all of us, this really applies to all of us for our own personal lives. We've got to be really mindful of these things and be paying attention. So uh, what I want to talk about tonight, the title of tonight's uh, message is digital danger. And uh, like I said, this is something that, uh, uh, talked with the singles about, and then we talked with the youth about, and, and the, as soon as I did, I was like, I know, I know I'm going to have to come do this on a Wednesday and talk to the adults about it. This, this applies to our life, each one of us. This hits us right where we live. And uh, the digital world that's out there, it's a very, very dangerous world. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. And I've got a lot of things to talk about. I want to do this uh, a one and done tonight, get it done as quickly as I can. So I'm going to read a lot of things and we're going to read various statistics and numbers, and, and I just want you to pay attention and listen, but have your, have your spiritual antennas open. We want to be wise. Um, it says here in Ephesians chapter 5, the 15th verse, it says, See then, Ephesians five fifteen and 16, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly or carefully, not as fools, but as wise. It's a fool who doesn't walk carefully. It's a wise person who walks carefully. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The Amplified says, look carefully then how you walk, live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as the wise, the sensible 
intelligent people. Verse 16 says, making the most of the time, buying up each opportunity. Why? Because the days are evil. And so the scripture here is a warning by the Spirit of God that we have to be very careful how we're living. And I would say every generation faces, faces different things. Every generation has different things that, that approach them. But we do know, according to scripture, as we get closer to uh, the return of the Lord, the Bible says that men will grow darker, or the days will grow darker, and people will become more evil. We've got to be careful that we're not being influenced by the tide, the culture, uh, the influence of, influences of this world. We have to be very, very careful along these lines. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, you can look at that. This is Jesus was speaking about the, uh, how they would recognize the signs of the times of the end of this age. And, and of course, we love the last verse in Matthew 24. It's a great verse because it speaks of our going home. And I'm so looking forward to this coming. I believe it'll happen in my life. I know people say every generation has thought that, well, somebody's going to be right. And uh, I, I, I want to be one of the ones who's right, amen. But we've got a job to do. If we're going to be right, we've got a job to do. It's not up to God. It's up to us. We have things we must do. But it says in Matthew 24, 14, it says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come, the end of this age. So the gospel will be preached to the ends of the world, and then the end will come. Really until the last few years, we're talking about digital danger, really until the, the, the digital age has really taken hold um, this ability for the gospel to be preached around the world really hasn't happened until now. We're, we're living in an environment in a day today where events of, of the Bible, things that are said, things that are done, worldwide events can reach the world very quickly. I mean, I've been in other nations. I've been in Africa. And you see people on their phones in, in Zambia, in Zimbabwe, when there's very little food, they have no electricity in their houses, they still have a phone, and they're getting news, they're watching videos. I mean, even in, in, in this environment, the digital age, information goes out very, very quickly. And what's happening, you know, years ago, one thing would happen in one nation, it would take weeks and months for it to be learned somewhere else. Not today, it takes a matter of seconds. And uh, so this gospel, we're in a position now finally in human history where this gospel is reaching every corner of the earth. And that's, it's an exciting thing because we know our redemption draws nigh. But, it, but Jesus said just two first verses before that in verse 12 and 13, he said he was, he was giving warnings or signs at the end of the age and uh, 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 the signs of, of, uh, signs of the times into the age. In verse 12, he says, and lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. So that, that's right there tells me that means these are people who had love. It's not just love for one another. It's about love for God. It said that love would grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. I think sometimes when we read the verse, that we, we read this lawlessness will abound. We think of things like bank robberies and, and you know, violence and those things. And we have seen an exponential increase in those things in the last few years. And, and it's and, and, you know, we, Jesus told us these things, and he also said, don't let your heart be troubled when you see these things happening. So when we hear of things and see things are going, we don't need to be troubled by it. No, because we have the answer. We know the end. We know, we know, we know who our Father is. We know he's going to take care of us, you know, and so we shouldn't be worried about these things. But we have to be aware this is what's happening, and it's going to, there's going to be more of it. I'm not prophesying it. I'm just simply agreeing with what the Bible says There'll be famines and rumors of famines and rumors of wars and shortages and all of these things. And so we can see these things happening. But he said lawlessness will abound. That lawlessness, when you look it up, is, like I said, not just about natural laws, but it's 
uh, iniquity, unrighteousness, transgressions against God's law. It's, it's spiritual lawlessness, rebellion against God, our Father, our Creator. Those things will abound in the earth. And he says, he who endures till the end will be saved. That endures means during what? This onslaught of unrighteousness. And we're living in a time of uh, an onslaught of unrighteousness. And so we need to be aware of these things. And, and for 2 Corinthians 2.11 says that we're not, uh, um, we're not ignorant of his devices. And so uh, one of the things I want to, like I said, talking about digital danger, I want to talk about probably one of the top, if not the top source of these corrupting ideas, this lawlessness and righteousness that's being spread, it's unrighteous thoughts, patterns. Uh, it's this digital world that's out there. You know, when I first started this with the, uh, the singles, and with the teenagers, I told them, I said, you know, you're the first generation, this group, and that's why I talked to them first. You're the first group that's, that's never lived a life outside of carrying around, a, a, really, a mega computer in your pocket. I mean, I remember the days when I was a teenager, uh, my family bought a Commodore 64. And I remember those, I mean, ancient thing with a, the giant floppy disk, you'd stick it in. I had a friend of mine. I don't know what we were doing. Anyway, I know what we were doing. We would pirate games. You know, we would, and then we would sell these games on the floppy disk to people, but we'd put a bug in it, and so it wouldn't work. So they'd pay me another $5. I'd fix the bug. I don't know why. Anyway, we were telling on myself. Anyway, but so that was at the beginning stage. I don't know how to do any of that now, but anyway, what's that? I thought you said something. Anyway, uh, so that was the beginning. But, you know, Internet, when I was registering for classes, we'd have to go into, go into the school, you know, get the big book out, wait in line, pick your classes, do all this stuff. Today, you don't do any of that. This generation, 25, you know, and below, really, they've never known life without technology, without a digital world. It's a complete different reality than what we've experienced. But it has forever altered the way we do things. A lot of good has come as a result of it, but there's also been a lot of bad that's been attached to it, a lot of evil that's happened as well. I asked them this question. I said, is there a time? I just wanted to ask you this question. Is there a time coming, do you believe, is there a time coming when you'll need to disconnect to maintain your walk with God? Do you believe there's coming a time digitally, the digital world, that you're going to have to begin disconnecting to maintain your walk with God? And your response, I see responses all around the room, are exactly the same way our college, college and career age group answered, and the teenagers answered. There was, an, there was a yes. Everybody can sense it. If you're born again, there's something there on the inside of you that's like, hey, there's, there's trouble, and there's more trouble on the horizon. There's more trouble on the horizon. And asked them this. I said, okay, so most people agreed they, 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 that this is coming. I said, what would you do if you had to cut off all social media and all digital access right now? And, of course, people were a little less agreeing about this. What if you had to do it right now? And, uh, you know, it's something I ask you, even you, you know, in our day life, if you had to cut it off right now, could you, would you? Some people say yes. And I, and I appreciate it. I'm, you don't have to give me answers, but, uh, the reality is, and I'm not questioning anybody, but the reality is a lot of times people say yes until it actually happens. I mean, you know, you read in the Bible in, in the tribulation that, that there'll be people who will deny Christ and lose their head. And you think that would never be me. People are going to do it. And you really don't know hundred percent your response, uh, until you're faced with something, you know, um, but I believe there is coming a time that we're going to have to start limiting these things. And, and I said, listen, if you can't do this right now, 
without, without reason, without having it spelled out on paper, you just know your heart says, I need to disconnect. If you can't do that now, what makes you think you're going to be able to do it in five years, 10 years? If you can't do it now, what makes you think you're going to do it later? You're, you're just not. And uh, I'm not saying people need to d- disconnect or need to do something. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we need to be aware of this is a very real reality. And I'm, I'm not prophesying it, but I have a sense in my own heart, the day is coming. We're going to have to start really limiting. Uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know, will it come to where we have to hundred percent cut ourselves off? I don't know. It might, I don't know, but for me, at least I already have a sense. There's things we need to start unattaching un- ourselves to now. So, uh, in talking about these things, like I said, I'm going to read a lot of different things. And in, 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 I'm t- talking to parents. I'm talking to grandparents. I'm really talking to all of us. And it, a lot of these things will, will deal with our teenagers, our children. But it really deals with us as well. There are a lot of advantages to the digital world, social media. You know, being informed, news, and keeping up with friends. And, uh, of course, I always wondered if they weren't good enough. If your friends weren't close enough to keep up with before Facebook, you probably they probably aren't affecting your everyday life. But... I don't know about you, but I think like my Facebook, I've got like, I don't know, 1,200 friends. And sometimes, you know, I, I will tell you, I've already cut all social media off except for Facebook because I post at the church. But um, there's a lot of people on my friends list. And I get friends, friend requests all the time from people, I don't know who they are, but, you know, I met them somewhere and they say they know me. And, you know, there, there's a study on how many friends your person can actually have. Close friendships, it's not a large number. Uh, that you can maintain accurately. But anyway, people say there's advantages there. And obviously with work and making money and things, there are definitely some advantages. Of course, you know, I would say people say we have to have this because, you know, my livelihood. I think they forget the fact that my God will always supply, right? We have to be more confident in him than we are the internet. Right? I think he's way more reliable. Anybody else's internet gone? Ours went down this week at the church, you know. Uh, God never goes down. So, um, there's a lot of problems with the digital world, being uh, misinformation. People say being informed is uh, important. A lot of this being informed is misinformation. Um, and, and how do we even know what information is correct anymore? How do, how do you even know? A lot of propaganda's out there. You know, we, we just went through an election cycle the last time through. I still don't know what happened. Everybody's got an opinion. The reality is I don't even know what happened to my vote. You don't either. We really have no clue what's going on. Um, but there's a lot of information that's out there and, and everybody's an expert based on what they're hearing. And, you know, and, and we'll get into some of these things in a minute. A lot of the information that's out there, I probably better way to say it is most of the information that's out there is unreliable. I didn't say untrue. I said unreliable because you don't know what's true and what's not. Thank God that we've got the Holy ghost for everyday lives, right? Um, there's uh, a lot of the digital world, social media, it's about control. A lot of it's about distraction. It's a huge uh, time devourer. Some stats for it. Teenagers, on average, now this, this might be shocking to you. Uh, it, it, it's not, it wasn't really a shock to me, but it, it, should, it should be eye-opening. The average teenager, their screen time for adolescence has doubled since the pandemic. And right now, the average teenager, this is recre- recreation time, not homework, not reading their Bible, but just recreation, hanging out, talking to friends, playing games, whatever, seven to nine hours a day. That's a work day every day. Think, oh. I don't, I'll just say this. I don't know if anybody else has been on one of these, like, you know, Facebook or Instagram or something. Five minutes can turn into an hour. 
before you know it, you just went, oh, it's, I spent two hours looking at this thing, right? And there, we'll talk about that too. The average adult in America spends three hours and 43 minutes on their mobile device. This is just fun, just recreation. The average adult in America, almost four hours. And um, two, two hours and 27 minutes of that, they're a little more specific with adults. Two hours and 27 minutes is specifically on social media. So not counting YouTube or recreation watching videos. Two hours and almost two and a half hours on social media every single day. That is the average adult in America. Um, people say, you know, I have time, I don't have time to read my Bible. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Uh, when we're having three, four hours, seven, nine hours of time on our devices, you have time to read your Bible. It's a matter of choices. And, um, it's a matter of recognizing what's really important, what'll bring you life, you know, and, and, um, or what's a cheap alternative. Uh, these things are messing with our teenagers and adults physically and emotionally. One study showed American teenagers abandoning the famous uh, teenage pastimes, which is sleeping and eating. Uh, we live in a generation with teenagers. Young people are uh, 28% uh, more likely to be sleep-deprived, uh, 20% more likely to lose sleep or of some degree. 57% of teenagers are, uh, more teenagers are sleep-deprived today than in 2000 or 1990 when I was a teenager. Uh, between 2000 and 2015, there was a 22% increase in the teens who failed to get seven hours of sleep a night. And it's just gotten worse since then. Uh, in the adult spectrum, this is across the board, depression, anxiety is at an all-time high. Cyberbullying, which is a problem for adolescents and adults, is an all-time high. Uh, FOMO, which is the fear of missing out, is something that is at an all-time high. Unrealistic expectations of, of relationships are messing up marriages and friendships. Uh, negative body image, unhealthy sleep patterns, and just general addiction are at, a, at, a, at an all-time level. I know, uh, just looking at your Tara, she works at the school. She can tell you this stuff is rampant. But really, if you just think about it, go to any restaurant and pay attention to what's happening. Amy and I, when we were in Orlando a couple weekends ago, we went to Cowfish there in a sort of sushi, hybrid sushi place, you know, uh, in the City Walk. And we're there, and, you know, we're there to hang out with each other, eat some food. This couple sat down next to us in their mid-20s. You know, they obviously were dressed up for a date. They weren't at the theme park riding rides. They were, you can go to City Walk after 6 o'clock and eat dinner, you know, you know, anytime really. But they was after 6, you can go in and eat dinner at the restaurants. They were dressed really nice. They didn't even speak to one another. The whole time they're on their phone. And then the food came out, they're eating their food. They might say, hey, pass me the salt or something. But I mean, there was almost zero conversation. If you think about it, you see this all the time. We don't even realize it's happening. It's happening all around us. Um, uh, attention span issues, and I'm sure Tara can tell you this. Uh, one recent study of talking about children and teens says they can manage no more than six minutes of studying before indulging in the compulsive need to check their smartphone, even without a notification can't make it more than six minutes without having to check this device, not it dinging or, or vibrating, just have to look to see maybe by chance something new has popped up. Like I said, I'm talking to parents, grandparents, but uh, us adults have got some issues in these areas uh, and, and our children are watching, but then also our own lives are suffering as well. Um, I just I can't help but think what this is doing for our ability to hear from God. It's wrecking it. Um, absolute control is one of the things that's happening. Uh, one of the goals of uh, the tech giants, the social. And I'm not like I said. I'm not trying to just slam tech giants and social media. We need to be aware of these things that are happening. 
But um, one of the tech companies said they, they own this generation. Uh, Facebook has become the world's leader in news. It's the number one news source in the world. Google, is, Google searches is number two, not far behind it, but Facebook is number one. We'll in a minute get into how scary that is. Uh, one of the major um, uh, providers, when I talk about different ones, we're talking about Google and, and uh, uh, Apple and even our beloved Apple, you know, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of these different companies. Um, they had recently um, uh, had, had talked about, um, um, you know, their ability to uh, promote anything they want to promote and, and, and champion any cause they desire. They can push anything they want to. And um, they'd even said in elections, they can guarantee with a click of a single button. This was one of, the, one of the CEOs, one of these major companies, with a click of a single button, not a lot of work, just one click, they can guarantee 15 million votes in any national election by the click of one button. Whichever way they want it to go, boop, there it goes. And they can derive traffic and votes wherever they want. That, as, as a citizen, that's really, that's quite scary. We need to be praying uh, uh, for, for, for us, for, for our children, for our nation. Um, all these different companies um, are uh, wanting you to come back over and over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, I, I, when talking about Facebook, um, I call it Fightbook uh, because people seem to want to argue all the time. But anyway, Facebook, Fightbook, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's all these algorithms involved, computer models that control things. And uh, uh, these are set up to... It's really quite frustrating to me when, when I was kind of looking into some of these things. Uh, they control what posts show up, what news articles shows up, what, what advertisements show up. They're all based on algorithms. At this point, they say they understand every American so well that they don't even need you to log on to know what you're going to buy, to know what you like. They don't need any more information on any of us. They already know how to steer us in our marketing and all these. We're a big, giant dollar sign to them. And... Um, uh, they control these algorithms. They give you just enough. This is all measured out. They give you enough positive reinforcement, affirmation that you're right to make you feel good about yourself. I can get on there and I feel so good reading Facebook because, you know, I, I, it, it reaffirms my position. They feed you just enough to reaffirm your position that you're right no matter what it is. And they also feed you just enough to make you mad, to cause you to want to come back, to straighten out those people who don't quite get it and agree with all the people that you know that do agree with it. It's this cycle, and it's all manipulated. It's all manipulated in different political views. They try to steer you this direction, steer you that direction, uh, or advertising, marketing things. They can steer you whatever direction they want to go, what they want to. Facebook did a study. They called it a study on 700,000 users. I don't even know how this was legal, but they did a study on 700,000 users to see if they could affect their mood. Just an experiment. And almost 100% of the case, if they wanted you to be happy, they could make you happy. If you're an active user, if you're not on it, they can't do it. But if you're an active user, if, you want, if they wanted you to be happy, they can make you happy. If they wanted you sad, they can make you sad. If they wanted you angry, they can make you angry. Just by algorithms, controlling data, controlling the flow of things, they can completely control how you view your day, view yourself. It was almost 100% accuracy. That's really dangerous in the wrong hands. That... that that's, that's dangerous because that's a type of control God doesn't even exert over us. He gives us his word. He allows us to make our own decision. This is trying to rob people of their, of their opportunity. This is the, the God is a gentleman. The devil is a jerk, right? God lets you choose. The devil forces things upon you. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the culture of this age is rotten. I'm just telling you, it's absolutely rotten. We have to be careful with these things. 
Um, they say they're not trying to. They say they are succeeding in owning a generation and many of their parents as well. Um, the good news is, you know, we're paying hundreds of billion dollars as a, as a country and around the world uh, to support them by carrying them around in our pockets every day. And like I said, I'm not telling you get off, the, get off your phone, burn it, do anything, get off. Any, I'm just saying we need to be aware and you need to check your own screen time. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, there's problems with comparison identity. Social scientists tell us that uh, there's a social comparison theory. Uh, people, this is of all ages, have an innate, in, in, have an innate, innate, slow my speaking down. People of all ages have an innate, right? Too many ands, eyes, stuff. Drive to compare themselves to others, often in an, in an attempt to obtain an accurate self-evaluation. There's this drive to compare yourself to other people to know who you are. How I many know our identity can't come from anybody? It has to come from Christ. These uh, books, these, these programs, these, these things, really, it's row upon row of perfect people that present a perfect image. So then you can, that set the desire to compare yourself to them to know where you're at. That's why we'll talk in a minute why depression and different things are at all-time highs in our culture, Western culture specifically, um, it's that drive that's to do it. You know, we always joke with the teenagers, the stuff you see online is not real. It's just not real. Just recently, we were in uh, Gatlinburg when a Randy Greer's meeting. We took a hike one day up to one of the waterfalls, Rainbow Falls in, in the park. And we hiked the how many ever miles it was to get up there and got to the top of the falls. And there were some uh, college age, I guess, girls up there. They looked being their college age years. And they were taking selfies up there, taking turns getting selfies. And each one, I don't know how many took, they took. The whole time we're looking at the waterfall, they're doing nothing but taking selfies. I don't think, oh, okay, let's get one. And they, they'd model and the perfect look. And, and they take the picture and then they look at it. Oh, that's not good. They delete it. <sighs> right? Because you want to have the perfect image that's out there, right? And so most influencers on social medias, they highly filter their content. If it doesn't look a certain way, present a certain way, have the right emotion attached to it, I'm not going to do it because that affects my followers. I have to be perfect for people to follow me. It's a trap. Um, there's a lot of misguidance, a lot of things. People are misguided due to information being wrong. Really, it's part of the church's, the, the enemy's strategy for the church is to even manipulate and misguide the church as well. Um, you know, I, 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 politics is such a divisive thing. And... Um, one of the things that the enemy has done successfully, I believe, is to corrupt the church's mission and turn it into a political mission at times. Um, save America, represent America before we represent the kingdom of God. Now, I'm all for protecting our nation. I love this country. I've traveled a lot of places. There's still no other place I'd rather be. Um, but I've read the end of the book, America's not in it. It doesn't exist. The kingdoms of this earth are going to pass away. That includes the good old U.S. of A. We, it, there is so much pressure to be more protective over that than the presenting of the gospel. Um, it's important we not fall for that. And that is the method of this world. Because ultimately, the, the, it's all that kingdom is a stealing, it's killing, and destroying. It, the enemy doesn't care about America. The, the enemy cares about whether or not the environment in America is one by which people are positioned to be born again. That's what he cares about. He does whatever it takes to get his mission. We've got to be equally 
uh, 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 secure and dedicated to the mission of our Father is not, thank God for the U.S., need to pray for our nation. He tells us to do it. But are we representing the kingdom of God? Is that our first and foremost uh, pursuit in life? It has to be. Well, a lot of people are, are, are off course on this. i got to hurry. Um, Green Mission. There's a, Amy's got a, a, a young man that goes to school. She's, you know, our kid's age, this young man. And he can't, he, he, basically, he's hysterical all the time because the planet is dying. He can't find any peace in his life because the planet is dying. And so, so many people that are, that are so scared about these things and, and even believers are so, we got to save the planet. The, the global, global warming, I'm, this may step on your toes. I don't care about global warming. Eventually, the Bible says it'll melt with fervent heat. I mean, that's not global warming. That's global melting. We have bigger problems than a few degrees, right? Um, we have a, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. But what's really important? Like I said, depression, anxiety, suicide rates, they're up uh, uh, so high. The global antidepressant market is over $16 billion. The increase is out of control. I have some, uh, uh, some um, slides here. Put the first one up. This is uh, depression rates amongst teenagers from 2005 going to 2019. I know it's a little hard to see up there, but as you can see, in the last 10 years, those numbers have begun to, the graph has begun to really shoot up. Teenage girls in red are very high. Teenage boys are, are not as high because, uh, you know, they're just a little, little more Cold and dead, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, then you have the average between the two. You can put the, the next one up. Um, depression, suicide rates. You can see the bottom there is 2001, those years. It goes on to 2018. Uh, it really begins to climb, 2011. That's when uh, social media went from the old days of, of, of MySpace. Facebook took over and really it's just taken over the planet, right? Uh, uh, depression and suicide rates have gone through the roof. Have the next one. Now, this is specifically with teenagers, but the data is exactly the same with adults. This is the amount of hours on social media per day and um, uh, the amount of depression or the rate of depression in, in, uh, in boys, girls, and in the total. The more time you spend per day, you can see on all categories, depression rates go through the roof. Why? Because you're comparing yourself with this ideal world that doesn't really exist. This isn't a teenage problem. This is a people problem. And we've got to be wiser than this. I remember, you know, when our kids were little, you know, and I understand the, 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 the allure because, you know, raising kids can be difficult, right? I mean, we're not completely done, but we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It's way easier now than it was when they were three, four, and five. I remember we did it, right? When Jack was little, he's being, being crazy or not, not that he was ever crazy, but he was just, you know. My son was perfect. He wasn't perfect, but crying, needy, whatever. SpongeBob's on. Sit in front of SpongeBob. I mean, it still does that to me today, you know, right? It's easy to think, well, you know, I can just give my kid this tablet, this phone. They may be quiet, but that doesn't mean they're being protected or being trained. Well, they are being trained. They're being trained by the wrong thing. These people don't love you. All of us are nothing more than a dollar sign and a means to an end of control. And, and ultimately, if they're not born again or pursuing godly principles, some believers aren't even pursuing the right things, it's coming from one or two kingdoms. And one kingdom only ends in stealing, killing, and destroying. That's the only place that it goes. We've got to be smarter than this. I'm saying this is an epidemic. Um, one of the worst things that can happen to a teenager or any person is that they go viral. They will, these algorithms randomly pick people to promote their content so that they get a lot of views 
And those people lived the rest of their lives chasing after the notoriety. They had those, those few moments of fame. Depressed, depressed, depressed as a result. And then all the rest who never get their moment always think, well, one day it'll be me. Because this other person I know had their moment. It could be me too. So I'm going to keep producing, which is more content for them to sell, to advertise, to market. To, can you see this is a vicious cycle? It's a complete scam. It's a complete, uh, uh, it's a complete tool of the enemy. We've got to be wise against these things. I'm just telling you, parents, grandparents, adults. I will say this as adults. We can't teach one thing, but we're living something else. A lot of adults spend way too much time on their phones, on their devices as well. And I'm like, I'm not anti-phone, anti-device. I'm just saying we, we have to get make sure our priorities are right. Different platforms, social media apps, Discord. It's a video uh, voice text messaging app. It became real popular with uh, gamers. Some of you say, I don't know what this is. Your teenagers know exactly what Discord is. Guaranteed they know what Discord is. It's a messaging app. It's got a very lax age verification guideline and no parental controls. It's become a very uh, 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 prominent place for dangerous child predators. It's a good hunting spot for them. We've had teenagers in the group over the years that met somebody. I'm thinking of several. Uh, I met somebody online and, 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 you know, they're 13, 14. I met this person somewhere who knows where. And we're talking, we're, and they're spending a, an enormous amount of time talking on these apps to these people. And I, I tell them, how do you know? that that's a 13-year-old girl in Des Moines, Iowa, and not a 50-year-old dude in Newberry. I say that jokingly, but it is very real. And as a parent, we, we've instructed all of our kids. I mean, you know, they, they know what Discord is, but you don't give any information. Out. We have had teenagers that have told people that they've met online, their friends online, that they've met the 13-year-old from Des Moines, Iowa, where they live Every detail about their life. Where's mom and dad? As a youth minister for over 20 years, this, this has become a real problem. There's a uh, uh, free online chat platform, Omegle. I guarantee your kids know what that is. Um, uh, the BBC re- reports of nudity, porn advertisements, and ch- children exposing themselves has doubled since 2020 and 2021. TikTok. I'd say right now, if you use TikTok, you better pray about it. Uh, people say TikTok is a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff, and there's a lot of comments. There's a lot of trash on TikTok, and it just pops up when you open it up, right? There's just a bunch of junk there. The BBC also named TikTok as the most dangerous app of 2020 with 689 million monthly active users. It generally attracts a younger audience. It's full of soft porn, homemade porn star influencers, it's become an easy gateway to harder core pornography. Instagram, it's a leading site amongst for it's a leading site for grooming and child sexual abuse material. Um, it's it's also known and using Instagram is known to cause mental health problems with children. These some of these apps, you have to be 13 years old or above to even have an account. They've said the next market, they've recently said the next untapped market is the tween market, 12 and below. You aren't even old enough to have an account yet. They're working on it. Uh, self-generated content means something that kids, teenagers are putting up themselves. The, there's a UK charity, it's International Watch Foundation, reported a 77% increase in 2020 of self-generated sexual, child sexual abuse content online. 77% increase. 
I'm telling you, we've got to be careful. You, we, we think these things are safe. They're not safe. You've got to be watching what's going on. What's going on. So what about pornography? Is pornography a problem in America? Yes. Is pornography a problem in the church? Yes. It's a problem. Pornography and mobile devices, according to Forbes, in 2020, and this applies to, we're going to read about children and adults, teenagers and adults. In 2020, smartphones accounted for 80% of the porn traffic uh, uh, in America, or worldwide, actually. 80% was on mobile devices, smart devices. People think, well, is pornography really bad? You know, I was thinking about this today. I remember the day the TV show Friends. Who, who, all, who all remembers the TV show Friends, right? TV show Friends right now is making kind of a revival, a comeback amongst the younger generation. You know, what's ever popular today will become uncool. And then in like 10, 15 years, it's cool again to go back and dress, hairdos and style. That's what it is, right? I hate to see like 90s clothes coming back. Ugh. I lived it the first time. I, anyway, so um, Friends, people are watching Friends again. I was thinking about today, you know, the example of Friends, Joey. Who's ever seen Friends? Well, I watched it as a, as a I wasn't a teenager when Friends came out. We were, how old were we? Probably in our early 20s. I don't know, late teens, early 20s. Amy didn't watch it. She was so holy. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> she didn't remember. She was doing drugs. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was before. That was before. That was before. All right. Under the blood. Under the blood. Um, but Joey on the show, friends, was always watching porn. He was always watching porn. It was funny. He's just always, everybody would laugh. He's watching porn. He's watching porn. It is a systematic desensitizing of an entire culture, an entire generation to think that it's normal. It's not normal. It's not healthy. I want to look at first. I'm going to read the six. We're running out of time. You can write the verse down. First Corinthians six nine through ten. Will you give me just a few minutes because we're we're almost done? But this is really important. First Corinthians six nine and ten. Paul's writing here to the church in Corinth. Now the church in Corinth is a lot like the church in America. A little on the crazy side, you know, getting into a lot of stuff. He said this. He said, "Don't you know?" Which means they should know. But he said, "Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God?" He said, don't you know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? He said, do not be deceived. Notice, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. He said, don't be deceived. These people will not inherit the kingdom. He was warning the church in Corinth, you need to check yourself. Don't be deceived. These people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And people say, well, you know, I'm not, I'm doing any of these things. Jesus said very plainly, if you lust after a woman, what? You've committed adultery in your heart. What is pornography all about? It's lust. It's lust. And it applies to women as much as it applies to men. People who practice these things, and I'll just say this too, it's a problem in the church. It's a problem. And we have to be, be come to the place where we're not judgmental people. We need to provide a, a, a path of freedom for people. This is where we are. The enemy is a jerk, but we need to rise above it and help people, right? But, but we've got to know it, pornography is an issue. It's got to be dealt with. It'll hinder your walk with God. Hebrews 12, 12 through 14. You can write that down as well. Hebrews 12, 12 through 14. Says, therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down in the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Verse fourteen: Pursue peace, peace with all people, and holiness, without which 
no one will see the Lord. Pursue peace with that, with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. There is so much of this trash on the internet, on phones, on these applications. It is a scourge. It is straight from the pit of hell. Facts about pornography. The United States is the largest producer and consumer of pornography. Of the top 15 websites uh, uh, viewed worldwide, three of them are porn sites. That's a minimum of 20% of all web activity daily is, is pornography. A popular cited uh, article in 2014 says globally porn has a $97 billion, is a $97 billion industry. Pornhub in 2021 reported that over 125 million daily visits to their sites. Daily, over 125 million every single day. This represents a wide variety of cultural, socioeconomic backgrounds. Notice this, the average age that children first view pornography, and this is usually accidentally, is now seven to eight years old. Seven to eight years old. Now, you ought to hear some of the stories that come out of the school. I'm talking about the high school. I'm not talking about the middle school. I'm talking about the elementary school. Some of the stories of things that children are dealing with, they are not prepared to deal with. Their parents aren't prepared to deal with it. They are definitely not prepared to deal with it. The average age now is seven to eight. Another study was a little more conservative. It said the average age is 11. But it did say by the age of 14, 94% of all children have been exposed to pornography. According to Barnett's evangelical uh, Christian polling group, says four in 10 teens and young adults in the church use porn once or twice a month. 68% of church-going men view pornography on a regular basis. You may think, well, that's a men problem. Well, maybe not. One study amongst Christian women said 87% have viewed pornography, although not regularly. 33% of women search for, por- search for pornography weekly. 33%. Now, you think it's a, it's a man problem. It's a problem with men. It's a growing problem with women as well. Women visit porn, uh, women's visits to Pornhub increased 35% in 2021. Nationally, Sunday is the number one day for viewing pornography. Sunday is the number one day for viewing pornography nationally in the United States. Now, that's not amongst the church. It's just, just across our culture. Sunday is the number one day. Listen, there's a lot of digital danger that's out there. There's a lot of trash that's out there. I'm telling you, you think it couldn't be my kid? It can be your kid. People say, you know what, technology is too hard. You need to quit saying technology is too hard. Start believing God, you get it. And educate yourself on what to do. I've had so many parents, I don't know what to do. I don't understand phones. And, you know, the kids are so smart these days. Need to change your confession and start doing some investigating and figure this stuff out. Because these people who are controlling these things, they know how to get to your kids. They know how to get to the adults in our nation. You have to monitor your children. They wouldn't like me saying this, but it's the 100% truth. You have to be monitoring your kids. I'm not getting any youth pastor, favorite youth pastor, pastor awards with them. But in eternity, they'll thank me. Monitor your children. Things that start at this age become lifelong habits. Things that wreck marriages, destroy families. Things that just innocently happen. Oh, it just happened. It it, it destroys lives. 
And oftentimes it happens even in Christian homes under the noses, under the watch of good parents who are just not paying attention. Monitor your children. As the youth pastor of Impact Family Church, I'm asking you, monitor your children. Right? I'm asking you to please monitor your kids. I don't go home with them. That would be weird. You do. You've got to monitor them. On each of our phones, there's a, a, a if you, now I'm not an Android guy. I used to be an Android guy. I made the switch. Everything's Apple now. I have everything Apple. And Benji's shaking his head no at me. I know, whatever. Um, I'm an all Apple guy at this point, so I'm not as familiar with, with Android stuff. But I, anyway, I want to get into that because it'll be an Android Apple debate and bait and Benji might threaten to hurt me. But anyway, um, on Apple, and I'm afraid of Benji, in, on Apple, there is a, a thing on there on screen time, a simple thing that you can go free if your kid has an Apple device that you can go and look what apps they're using. You may, bit, may not be able to read their, let me tell you something. If your kid doesn't want you to have access to their phone, ding, 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 ding. Warning, Will Robinson, you have dang, there's a problem, right? If they don't want you seeing it, there's an issue. The younger you start with this, the easier it is. Our kids don't question us about, about their phones because they've never had free access to their phones. I paid for it. You live in my house. It's mine. Your name be, might be typed in it and your friends may text you on it, but it's my device. Screen time is an easy way to check up. What the reality is, people are too busy to take the time to know what's going on. If you don't know what's going on, I guarantee you there's stuff happening that's causing depression, causing issues in their life, setting up addictions. They're being trained and groomed to, to promote a lifestyle and a way of thinking that does not line up with biblical values. Everything that comes out of the kingdom results in stealing, killing, and destroying. On, on screen time, not unless it's changed recently, but if, a, if a, a person tries to delete something, it restarts all of the, the tracking, all of it gets completely started over if they do. So if you go and your kid's got no screen time information, they've tried to change something. Well, there was a malfunction. No, they tried to change it. You've got to learn what's what. There are a lot of apps out there that can help you monitor these things. We have one, uh, Matthew, that's put up this uh, app, uh, that's the iPhone. That's, that's screen time. I was just talking about. Go to the next one. Uh, Custodio. This is an app. There's a lot of apps that's out there. This is one example of one of the apps that are out there that, that you, can, you, can, you have to purchase a membership with it. Well, it's going to cost me money. Yeah, raising your kids, protecting your kids might cost you 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month, uh, but, but not losing your kids to hell or your grandchildren. It's well worth the $10, $20, $50, $100 a month, whatever it takes for it to happen. Do it. But on this app here, there's lots of different ones. This is just an example. It, you have access to everything. Whoever, whoever has the parent app has access to every detail. They can shut it down. They can turn it off. They get, they get, there's other apps out there. Uh, does this one do the screenshots? We've looked at so many. Does this do the screenshots? It does screenshots. I mean, if there's an objectionable material shows up, cut keywords, things that it looks for, it'll take a screenshot. You might say, I don't want to know. You better want to know and find out what's going on. You know, our, with us, you know, we're, we're, we, we've allowed our kids to have these things, but we monitor them. When they're younger, we monitor. Jack's an adult now. We, he, we trust him to do his own thing. But you're, you're, you're still under, under our care, our supervision. We monitor these things. You know, 
This is a part of learning how, don't, if you just say, no, you have to do what the Lord tells you to do. But just saying, I'm not going to let them have it at all. Eventually, if they don't have the same conviction, they're going to go out into a digital world and not be prepared. I'm teaching our kids now how to handle it, right? When they're under the care of my own home, how to handle these, handle these things. I'm asking them, please do your job. Now, that may sound too pointed, but it's your job. It's my job as parents to watch what's going, what our kids are, are, are feeding on. Are they reading their Bible? Are they not reading their Bible? You can tell if they say, I read it on my app. You can go and look. Oh, let's see, you read your Bible today. Okay, you had 38 seconds of Bible time, but you were on Instagram for three hours. What does that sound like to me? Number one, sounds like automatic grounded, right? And also sounds like messed up priorities. Well, I read my Bible, 38 seconds. To, some people are just like, oh, they said they read their Bible, and it says they read their Bible. Well, look and see, did, how much time did they spend? I'll say, don't be a hypocrite and not have read any of it yourself, but. <laughs> Spouses, you need to talk about this. In our house, we're very open. <laughs> if you spend any time at our house, there's not a subject under the sun that is, that is, can't be discussed. It's the, it's the result of doing youth ministry for so long. And I'm not afraid to talk about anything. At this point, we've seen it all, but our house, we'll talk about it. anything. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it because they need to hear from me before they hear from somebody else. They're talking about these things at school. They're talking about these things on discord and all of these different apps. By the way, if your kid has Snapchat, I say you tell them to get rid of it immediately. Well, just delete it is what you do because it's an app made to hide things. That's the whole reason why it exists. Complete garbage. And if Snapchat tries to sue me, nobody heard that. Um, I don't care. It's my opinion. My opinion, Snapchat is garbage. So there we go. That's the safe way to say it. Um, you need to, spouses, you need to talk to each other. There ought to be open dialogue between husbands and wives. What's happening? There, there ought to be an openness between a husband and wife to look at each other's phones. And that's not saying you, 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 you suspect one another, but there's got to be accountability on all levels. There must be accountability. Where there is no accountability, sin has an open door to do what it wants to do. It's 8.52. I know we got to stop. Um, I got done what I needed to tonight. But I just want to talk to you about it. This is very important, uh, uh, very important issues that are going on. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I know, you, you know, you're, you know Andy's about to come into the youth and go, oh, no, what's going to happen? She's going to do fine. You just need to, need to Tegan, y'all just need to, to monitor, stay on top of them. Uh, if they've gotten into something or if you've gotten into something, it can be changed. But you've got, it's got to, not, not saying we need to put it on the, the bulletin board of the church, but it's got to, you can't just hide it. It's got to come out into the open. Husbands and wives talks about these things. Children talk to your kids. We had we had young ladies sending nude pictures to one of our sons, unsolicited. Eighth grade. You might think, "Oh my lord!" Thank God for monitoring, right? What? Yeah, Mamie said that was fun to find. No, not at all. I'd rather know these things. This stuff is happening. That's part of that self-generated stuff that's going on. I tell you, the devil hates us. He wants to destroy our lives. But we've got God's word, biblical principles, and the Holy Ghost. We can live in the darkest of times without fear, knowing that he will always take care of us, lead us, guide us, and direct us. But we've got to do our part of the, a part of the job. Amen? Well, let's all stand. Yeah, Amy's got something she wants to say. You got the mic? 
Um, I just want to say some of you are like, okay, the technology thing is super overwhelming. I didn't grow up in that generation, you know, I'm older, and I don't have time. I don't have time to go through all that stuff, but that's why Pastor Greg was talking about some of these apps. There's quite a few different ones, and they'll, they'll, they'll come to you. Yeah, you might have to pay. Most of them are between $7 and $12. If, it's a good, all, if it works, you're going to have to pay for it typically. Yeah, yeah you'll typically have to pay, but a month, and you can put like 10 to 15 devices So you can put their phone, their iPad, their computer, you can put everything on there. And you can set it up to block things. You can set it up to alert you when they do something. If you, because we are all busy, but don't, don't be overwhelmed and just be like, I can't do this. It's too much. And I don't understand Um, anything like he was saying, the screen time. If you don't understand that, you can Google how to do it. Just Google it. It'll pop up right away, and it'll walk you through how to look for certain things on their phone. But if you're too overwhelmed with it, these apps are great. They'll, they'll alert you mm-hmm. to something that they shouldn't be doing or looking at. They are super, super helpful. Yep. It's all, it's all there. Uh, it, the tools that you need to do it are, are present, but the Holy Ghost is the greatest tool you have. And, and to trust, if something doesn't seem right... Don't just let a quick search convince you everything is fine. If your heart, hey, something's wrong, dig deeper. Do what it takes to get to it, to find it. Uh, a lot of these apps are, that are out there, they're made to hide stuff. They have layers of things and different things that go on there. They're specifically made to do this. You've got to follow your heart, search these things out, right? Husbands and wives, if something doesn't seem right, y'all talk about it. Get to the bottom of these things. We want your kids to be successful. We want your marriages to be successful. We, we want the church to flourish. We want us to all do what God has called us to do. We want to fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. We want to submit to God, resist the devil, and knowing that he will flee from us. We want to do these things. If we'll do our part, absolutely God will do his. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our time together. Thank you for the parents, grandparents, every adult in this room, Father. I just pray and we agree together for supernatural grace, ability, understanding, Lord. Uh, to know what we need to know, to recognize the things that we need to recognize. Father, if there's any person here that's dealing with these things personally, Lord, I ask that you would deal with their hearts, Father. Uh, give them grace to speak up, find someone to help them, someone to talk to them about, uh, and can convict them. We're asking for the conviction of the Spirit to not allow these things to remain in their life because the end is not good. It always leads, ends in, in stealing, killing, and destroying. Father, we ask for your help. We ask for your grace. Father, we thank you for your word. It is safety and help for us in every single area of life. We love you so much in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.